at home. Three, two, one, roll the footage! Welcome back, everybody, to the Strategy Sprints podcast. I'm your host, Simon Severino. And today, my guest shows business owners how to build an authentic audience on Instagram. His flagship program, Instagalactic, follows the proven six-step rocket system and shows people how to explore their brand on Instagram so they can impact on a global scale and become the leader, the authority in their field. The next big thing he's working on is creating a viral reels on Instagram. Welcome everybody, Jake Adam Davy. Simon, thank you so much. It's great to be here. Excited to chat today. So cool to have the Instagram guru in the house and we will cover so much. We will cover Instagram, how to learn more, why we should work with a coach and so much more. Super relevant stuff. But first, what are you currently up to? Right now, in business, um, the biggest focus at the moment, we're actually relaunching our flagship program. So you mentioned Instagalactic before. Uh, the focus right now is to, to release the latest version. So this is 3.0, um, and this will be released next month in February uh, 2021. And the big reason why, um, aside from you know all the, all the things about wanting to make sure everything's updated and relevant, because the platform changes all the time, but the big reason why is that that how we use social media over the past twelve months has massively changed. Um, how we interact as a global community has massively changed over the past twelve months, and so some of the things and strategies and techniques and ideas that worked before twenty twenty or before the the global pandemic don't work anymore. And actually, we need to tweak some of those things, we need to adjust some of those things, and we need to take a slightly different approach. And so based on testing that we've done, uh, based on the, uh, the things that we've, we've, we've learned ourselves and that we've used on our own accounts, we've now got a much clearer idea of 2021 and beyond what the best way moving forward is to build your brand on Instagram. Oh, we want to know everything. So what has really changed? In Well, the volume has changed, but you say something has changed on on the quality level i think i mean the volume has absolutely changed i think the shortly after lockdown uh, last year social media use of social media went up 40 percent um and at the same time i believe that the actual cost of ad spend paid advertising uh through facebook and instagram actually went down um i think by about almost maybe 30 percent maybe maybe even more um don't quote me on that, but that's just the, the information I've had from, from people who are more specialized in that industry. So the, 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 the amount of people that are using the platform now has massively increased. And so because more and more people are going there, they're spending more time there, they're a lot more picky. They're a lot more selective about who they're following, who they want to, to get information from, where they want to get their information from as well. And so more so than ever, while there's more noise if out there uh, on social media, but I guess in part of our lives because social media and, and Zoom and such have become integral in our lives over the last year, um, there's more need than ever to stand out and be very, very specific on what you do, who you do it for, and speaking directly to that particular audience and that particular uh, person. The, the other thing that has changed uh, aside from that is the response time. You know, we're 
we increasingly as the, the, the world gets smaller and smaller, um, people expect customer service to get better and better. And so as a, as a brand, as a company, as an individual, whatever you may be uh, for your business, then if, if your audience, your clients, your potential clients are connecting with you, then they're looking for responses a lot faster and they're looking for their problems to be solved a lot faster as well. And so without spending even more time on the platform and without actually needing to, to give even more of yourself, perhaps in a, in a um, more scattered way, it's about finding structures and systems and processes that allow you to still deliver high quality and value for your audience, for your followers, but also in a manageable way that's not going to take away from, you know, the, the main things that you're working on, the main focus for your business as well. Now, most people right now listening say, all right, let's go to the, let's go, to, let's jump into the Instagram tactics. And some of them we still need to onboard because some of them are thinking, hmm, I'm in a B2B business very serious, very high ticket, I cannot sell over Instagram. What would you say to these people? Is it relevant also for them? Absolutely, absolutely. Because every, no matter what level people are within their business, the company that they might have, they still have a social side, right? And they still need to, they still need to find a way that they can relax, if you like, um, connect with other people on a more social level. Um, they want to find something that's a little bit of a distraction, from everyday life or whatever that may be. And so um, probably the best analogy, almost the, the, the other extreme, if you like, um, certainly in social media um, circles would be something like LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn is, is the, the, the professional side of people. It's, it's almost people with a suit on. Uh, whereas Instagram, I, I find is totally the opposite. It's, it's, it's them in their, their casual clothes, um, not necessarily, but metaphorically in their casual clothes, uh, a lot more laid back, a lot more relaxed, a lot more informal, but they've still got the same interests and desires and wants and needs as everybody else. And so you don't have to, it, it's not always about forging the, 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 the best relationships and the strongest relationships on those business terms, on those more professional platforms and such. People have a social life as well. And I think if you can find those common grounds and common connections, People do business with people, and they do business with people that they that they like and that they feel has got the the, the solution to their problem. Uh, and I think if you can connect with people and show your who you are more authentically, um, it's a it's a remarkable place to be. And so, if your message is right, if you give people what they want, if you speak to their wants and their needs and solve a problem for them and do it in a in a, a engaging and creative way. Um, then absolutely, you can you can find your ideal ideal audience and ideal client on there for sure. Absolutely. And so, what are some examples of maybe your Instagram clients that you want to share and 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 impact that it could have on their business to work with you? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So the, the I mean, the majority of clients that we worked with, and again. Over the past over the past twelve months, in particular, the majority of the clients that we worked with were heavily impacted by the the, the COVID situation. You know, I, I, I think as much as maybe we we want to look forward and we want to focus forward on what the future looks like, we, you know, certainly last year or within the last twelve months, we've been dealing with with, with people um, whose livelihoods, whose businesses have been massively impacted. So. Uh, the two, two uh, I take two um, clients, for example, in, in totally different industries. One of them, um, uh, a lady, she has uh, holiday properties. So she has holiday properties in the UK, 
and they are large properties which are great for friends uh you know getting out of the city wanting to go into the into the countryside and such but then also great for family to get together uh meet in a in somewhere in the uk uh and spend spend time together and you know prior to prior to lockdown um you know that they had various strategies and she had various strategies for, for marketing but had never really considered social media um once we started working together and she fully jumped in you know just as lockdown hit march 2020 fully jumped in fully bought in she has 11 times the growth of her audience on instagram she's she's um beyond 30,000 followers now on instagram but of course it's not just about followers for followers sake she's also fully booked for the next 18 months through her properties solely from social media which i think is quite remarkable and so even those types of businesses where you think it's total lockdown, total uh, gridlock, if you like, and they can't they can't function, she's still marketing and she's still focused on the marketing side um, and getting people excited about when they can when we can come out of lockdown, when we can move around, what that's going to look like. Um, the second example, uh, I work with a, a lady. She's a, a coach, transformational coach, and again, a lot of her clients, predominantly her clients, 95, 90, 98 percent of her clients prior to lockdown were offline. She was seeing people in person. She had her own uh, practice. She went in every day. They came to her and such, and, and she was working with them very, very closely. Since the, the lockdown, she's not been able to do that. The practice has gone. That's been sold. Um, the full transition online, she's now created her own program. Uh, it's a program that's, you know, she's offering for, for, for $5,000 um, and such, which totally just would not have existed um if she if lockdown hadn't been here and she'd have continued as as normal and now she's generated leads she's got clients coming in there she sold out her first launch uh, and she's launching again uh, later this year so just two examples uh in totally different industries one in a physical business and then one uh, in a coaching space as well growth stories in the midst of the pandemic year it's beautiful and we will go even deeper into that how our audience can also experience growth after one word from our sponsors. Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategiesprints.com. How can people engage with you and also have growth in their audience? How do they grow their following? So a really good question uh but the, the first towards the first one if people want to en engage with me or, or talk to me or find me on social media and uh, instagram is the first place to go and it's real simple it's jake adam davy um you'll find me on there and from the account we're sharing growth tips ideas um, strategies to, to to build your audience and also monetize your audience as well um the process that we teach is it's a six six step process uh, for growth and monetization, uh, and it's called the Rocket System. So it's R O C K E T, and that goes from the the, uh, the initial step, which is branding and or rebranding. So if you don't already have your brand in place or your so your color schemes, the layout, the the major messages that you want to share, getting clarity on who it is that you're actually speaking to, then that all comes within the rebrand section first of all. As we talked about before, you need to get really really clear on who you're speaking to, and I, I know that sounds a little bit a bit wishy-washy in a way and some people think why does the growth need to start off instagram but it absolutely does because if you're not clear on what you're doing and how you're actually going to go about getting in front of people um then it's 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 not going to work so 
actually getting clear on who you want to speak to and who's going to enjoy your content, who's it for, that's the first step. Then moving on to, on to Instagram, it's all about optimizing your profile. So when somebody lands on your profile, when they come across you, you are immediately positioned as the, the, the person that is going to solve their problem. You know, there are ways that we can pull out and pick out your expertise, um, things that are relevant to your audience, major milestones that you've hit, certifications, all these types of things, which are going to really grab the attention of your audience, positions you as the expert, so naturally they want to follow you. Um, the letter C is content. That's your content strategy, and it's a viral content strategy. So how can you create valuable content that your audience wants to see that's going to engage them, it's going to add value to them, it's going to get them to interact, share your content, but also as well, save your content. And this is um, again, diving into a little bit into the technical side, but Instagram over the past 12 months or so has experimented with removing likes. Uh, so not actually showing the number of likes that posts get. And so we're looking at other metrics. How else can you measure the effectiveness and the value of a, of a post that you're sharing if the likes are to be removed in the future? We don't know that definitely is going to be the case, but it might be. And actually, there is a facility to save posts. This has been on there for certainly as long as I've been using Instagram the last four years or so. Uh, but the ability to save posts. And if somebody's actually going in there watching your content or they're reading your content and they save one of your posts, to come back and, and, and consume later, Instagram deems that as really, really valuable. So it's it's another way or within that, that section of content, we're also looking at not just content for content's sake, but how can you really have value that people want to come back and they want to see that again and again? And there is a slight shift moving forward towards more kind of blog style content, either short form video or even longer text within the captions of a post. Um, Beyond C, then the letter K stands for kickstart your growth. A bit of a tenuous link, but it, it's, uh, it fits just about. Um, growth, the major factor in growth is consistency. Uh, again, it sounds simple. Like it's one of those things, it's, it's, uh, it's real, real simple to follow. Well, it's, it, it maybe sound easy, but it's not necessarily simple to follow. Um, but being consistent, showing up every single day, making sure that your content is on, on brand, it's on message, and it speaks directly to your audience, that's absolutely vital. Um, hashtags, I mean, we could talk all day about hashtags. That's another area that allows you to reach a huge audience. But the number one thing that I'm excited about for growth at the moment is... I have a question about hashtags. How to come up with the right one? Sure. How to come up with the right hashtags? So there's two, two things I would recommend for hashtags. Uh, the first thing is absolutely look at your one hand, the, the, the market leaders or other experts within your space, the people that your ideal client or your ideal audience are already following. Who are they already following? Who already out there is serving the needs of your ideal audience? And then looking at the hashtags that they use. And you know, there's no magic formula there. It's a case of looking at modeling the type of hashtags that they are using. That's definitely the first step. The second step is There's, there, there are tools out there, one in particular called Flick Hashtags, F-L-I-C. Uh, the website is flick.tech, so F-L-I-C-K dot T-E-C-H, flick.tech. And that connects directly with Instagram. So you're getting kind of real time or as real as possible data feedback from Instagram, which tells you the, the best type of hashtags that are working now, It shows you the type of hashtags that you can use where you're also going to get the most or the maximum amount of visibility because not every hashtag is equal. 
And so finding the ones where if you add those to your posts, then you're going to get the maximum amount of visibility. And then the third thing that I would recommend with hashtags is that you use a combined range of very, very um, popular hashtags, one that are used very frequently, those in kind of the mid-range, which have got maybe a, a few thousand, a few tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of, of views, and then going for ones which are very, very specific. Uh, and, uh, you know, there might only be, say, fewer than a thousand, fewer than 10,000 posts with those particular hashtags on. So that it allows you to show up in different areas. And, and yes, the most popular hashtags, you're going to be more visible in those areas. The ones that are more less frequently used, kind of in the mid-range, you'll show up in people's feeds at different times. And then the ones where they're used a lot, lot less frequently, those particular hashtags, they're going to stick around on the platform for a lot longer. So a blend of those different type of hashtags is going to have a big impact for you as well. Um, so the, 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 those are kind of the main main areas that I would suggest. The other thing I would, I would highly recommend for growth at the moment, which um, I, I'm getting very excited about, of course, are Instagram Reels. And right now, Instagram is favoring Reels quite incredibly. So if, if you are a content creator, if you are an expert, if you want to build your brand on, on Instagram, then Reels has to be the way to go, um, in the, certainly in the short to medium term, you know, creating Reels consistently uh, and using the new feature that Instagram has created, that's going to be a big, a big impact for you as well. I'm so curious who you pick as the nominee for the strategy award, if it's an Instagrammer or else, who gets nominated? Yeah, that's a good question. So the the person that I, I'm going to nominate um, is my mentor. So my mentor is uh, somebody called Paul Omani. And I think that the I think the thing that I, I, I like so much, or if you like, he where he zigs and everybody else zags, um, his business for a long time was offline. It was based on events. And, uh, you know, he shows business owners and entrepreneurs how to, to leverage social media effectively for their business and grow their business. And um, prior to lockdown, again, the majority of, of the business and the way that, that training was delivered was through live events. But the, um, that totally had to move online. And we were in a space, uh, and he was in a space um, where at the time through lockdown, and certainly through the early days of lockdown, a lot of people were letting members of their team go. They were letting staff go and such. And actually, he went totally the opposite way and, and quite a bold move. But he, he actually built up the team and brought more people in because he knew the value of social media, of marketing. Um, and if that could be done right and effectively, and I, I know that he's done that um, from the consistent growth of the business, um, that it really, really paid off. So it, that was quite exciting. And, uh, and as I say, it was, a, it was a huge time of uncertainty, right? a huge time of uncertainty. But we were looking around and I was looking around and seeing a lot of people losing their jobs, of course, very sad, losing their jobs, losing their work, losing the positions that they had. Um, but his approach was totally the opposite, which is let's let's actually build the team. Let's bring more people in. Uh, and how can we use this as an opportunity to help more people move online? Powerful. The three books that shaped you most. <laughs> um, so the, the first one is I'm going to the first one is called Dotcom Secrets by Russell Brunson. Um, I'm not going to say it. it when I think of it now, it's maybe not the the, the book that I would immediately go to, um, or one that I think I need to pick up and, and read or reread again. 
Um, however, when I first started online and building an online business, um, moving out of teaching, I was a teacher for, for eight years, moving out of teaching and, and moving to an online business, that was the first book that was recommended to me, uh, .com Secrets. And it front to back gives you a very, very clear idea of how to set up a successful online business and totally transforms the approach that most businesses have through the idea of funnels. And for me, it just just made total sense. And it's one of the books that I recommend to people when they first get started, uh, building a, an online business. The, the second thing that I'd recommend, uh, I've actually got a copy of it here. Um, I, and this is, this is another of my mentors. This is a book called how to make one, how to make one hell of a profit and still get to heaven. This is, um, this is by somebody called Dr. John D. Martini. Um, the, I love the book. Uh, the, I, I guess it addresses the, the kind of fear that a lot of people have that, that it, it's bad to earn money or it's a negative thing or you know you, you shouldn't do that or, or rich people all this kind of like maybe um, um, uh, things that are maybe built in maybe from being younger or, or whatever that may be about wealth building and such um, but it gives it gives a fantastic um, I just think it gives a fantastic perspective on actually the value that you give if the, the more people you can or the, the wealth that you accumulate, the more people you can actually help and serve. Um, and of course, you know, people have their own reasons for wanting to build wealth and grow wealth and, and, and earn money and such. But I think if, you're, if your heart's in the right place and your values are aligned um, and you align what you do with your values, then you can get handsomely paid and, and do the things that you really enjoy doing and love doing as well. Um, I would highly recommend reading that book. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Also in terms of finance management as well. Um, the third book that I would I was tempted to recommend, uh, highly tempted to recommend, is called Shoe Dog uh, by Phil Knight. But I've got a few, and it's, that's the founder of, of Nike or Nike, uh, as they call it in uh, in America. But I'm not going to recommend that one because um, I think other people maybe on the show might have already recommended that, um, even though it's fantastic. So the other one I'm going to I'm going to uh, recommend is called Profit First, and it's by a guy called Mike Michalowicz. Um you're nodding, Simon, so, and looking around, so I'm guessing you're here. I have it here. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm guessing you, you kind of, you've got that. So um, I just, I, I, it, it's not, you know, it's not the kind of thing that you're going to sit down and, and, and absolutely love reading or anything like that. I'm not saying it's, but it's poorly written because it's really not, but there's just, it's just very, very clear that the approach that a number of businesses seem to have, and even, you know, when you speak to accountants, the idea of, this is the profit. This is the loss, and then you know this is the this is the profit you should have made from the year. And then people tend to turn to their bank account and they say, "Where's the money?" Um, because it's been spent on X, Y, Z, whatever that might be. And so the most valuable thing that I took from the book Profit First is is a way to structure your finances within your company. Um, within my so within personal finances, I follow something which I first learned from T. Harbecker at the Millionaire Mind Intensive, um, something called the Six Jar System. And that's something I follow in my personal finances. But I didn't have any the equivalent in my business finances. And having read Profit First, that gave me a very, very clear um, uh, way to divide up the income that comes into the business. So I know um, that there's always going to be always going to be profit for the business that, that, that obviously can be taken out. 
but there's enough to, to pay my salary. There's enough to pay uh, for the, the, the uh, expenses of the business and running the business and for team and outsourcers and people that we bring in, marketing as well. And there's always that money set aside for, for tax, you know, and, and, and such that needs to be paid. And so even though it's not the most exciting part of the business for, for some people, um, it's essential. And even if and I, I just suggest, you know, if, if people kind of don't necessarily focus a lot on that side of the business, I and I certainly haven't hadn't previously, it was an area that brought a lot of clarity for me. And it, it brought me a lot of um, comfort as well to think that I could have those processes in place. It has changed my life and the way I run the business. And people, when you implement it, and you should implement it, really, uh, your accountants will hate you and they will push back and they will say, no, that's not the way the industry does it. And you have to tell them, okay, I'm not the accounting industry, I'm the CEO and this is what I need. Your report will have first profits, then costs, then cash flow, and then all the boring stuff that only you have to care about. But on page one, I have in real time now the profits, the costs, and the cash flow. And everything else I just check once a month. But these things I check every second day and I want to see them in real time. And latest every seven days, you should get that from your accountant's team. And this is what you learn in that book. And your accountants will hate you and will take maybe one month to change the way you get reports. But it will, it might even save your business in a pandemic year because profits is what you need, not revenue. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so cool. Yeah, that book, amazing. And what did you recently change your mind about? Um, controversial, but Clubhouse is something that I've recently changed my mind about. Um, the, 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 the first thing I'd say about it is uh, what a wonderful bit of marketing for, for Clubhouse in that uh, over Christmas, uh, I think I was sat at home one day and I had never heard of it. I had no idea what it was. And within our uh, group chat uh, on WhatsApp, somebody had just put the question, are you guys on Clubhouse yet? Um, and suddenly by the end of the day, I had managed to get on Clubhouse and I was addicted. I'd listened to four, five, six hours of it straight. Um, and so it, just, just from that perspective, you know, for their marketing and the way that they kind of their growth strategy that they have in place at the moment is fantastic. And, and total fair play to them for, for me to never have heard of it and then to want to be on it and have to be on it by the end of the day was was pretty incredible. Um, but the, and, and for a number of days after I spent a lot of time listening to it and, and thinking, how do I get more people connected and following me and all this kind of stuff. And so, but I've changed my mind about it and that's not any uh, criticism at all of the platform. And, you know, I, I may look a complete fool in, in 12 months time when it's the, the most valuable thing that anybody could ever use. But, the reason I changed my mind about it is because I actually thought I don't need to be on it right now. What I really need to do is keep focusing on the things that have been working in my business. I need to focus on the goals that I've set myself. I, you know, I spent a, a good amount of time through late December, early January, focusing on goals for this year. And then I wasn't implementing and executing on them uh, because I was spending time elsewhere and actually thinking, no, I, I, there's a reason why I've set these goals and set these targets. I know these things work. And actually I just want to focus on doing what, what, what I know works. And one of the biggest, it kind of comes back to one of the, the biggest shifts that I had last year um, and the biggest kind of breakthroughs that I had last year personally within my own business was when I stopped looking at other people. You know, there's 
there are many, many other Instagram experts out there. There's many people out there that 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 and do a fantastic job as well. And I'd spend too much time watching them, buying their products, watching their webinars, following them on Instagram, reading their blogs, watching them on YouTube, all this kind of stuff, and comparing myself. And as soon as I stopped doing that and I made a commitment to stop doing that and start delivering on the value that I know I can deliver and the, the knowledge that I already have, I just needed the confidence to do it. Um, that was a massive shift for me. And so in a way, it's been the same with Clubhouse. Not to say, and, and I, I can see it's going to be a fantastic tool, and I am a little bit excited about it, just talking about it, and a lot of people are. Um, but I, f for me at the moment, I've changed my mind about whether I want to spend time on it. And at the moment, I don't want to spend time on it. I want to focus on the things that have been working really well. I think this is really wise, and I am curious. So how did you raise your level of confidence because you you are very good at what you do uh, but when you reduced the number of things you're engaged in what was the internal conversation what made it possible for you to regain your confidence um yeah that's a good question um it so the the, the uh i guess the time that it happened comes back to an I feel a bit bad because it's been a, a constant thread throughout our conversation, but it, we can't. Nobody can get away from it. But the, the thing was, it was the um, it was the, the the pandemic and and having to move online, and a lot of you know a lot of my income previously for the business was live events and speaking on stage and such and, and coaching in person, um, which I still love. As I said, my background is as a teacher, so I love doing that. Um, but it was sitting at home and realized, well, I can't do those things anymore. And I can't do this and I can't do this and I can't do this. So I, I have to commit to doing it. Um, and I have to get out there and and kind of put my, my money where my mouth is and, and start doing all the things that I I know work. Um, I need to get supported with them. I need to get guided with them. Maybe I need, and I, I took advice on from, from coaches and experts and other people that I work with that I know um, I've had great success with with these things as well. Um, so it, but so it was partly driven by the fact that I had to change, but it was also greatly inspired by the people that I had around me. And very fortunate with the network and connections that I have. I feel very fortunate all the time. I genuinely, genuinely do. Um, but just leveraging those networks and those connections, and for if for nothing else, for their knowledge and and feedback and ideas and suggestions about what I could do giving me a bit of confidence and a bit of a kind of uh, believe in, in me when perhaps sometimes I didn't um, had a, a real big impact. And so I'd say that that, that, that was the, the main thing. People, this guy is legit. Check him out. Jake Adam Davy. And Jake, who should be my next guest? Um, it's a great question. I think that I've actually nominated Paul. So I mentioned Paul, my mentor before, Paul Omani. Um, I think he will be a fantastic guest for the podcast. He's highly entertaining. He's extremely knowledgeable. Um, and uh, he, he will be a fantastic guest. So I would suggest he is he's a definite. Um, the other person I've mentioned, I, I've mentioned his book before. I had the pleasure of interviewing him on, on, um, on my podcast last year. That was Dr. John Martini. And if you get the opportunity to interview him as well, and speak to him, I would highly recommend that as well. Thank you so much, Jake, for being on the show and sharing all your wisdom with us. Keep rolling, man. Come back soon.
Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Simon. And keep doing the great work that you're doing. It's, uh, it's fantastic and really inspiring for me as well. Thank you. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.